Hey, how's it going, guys? To another episode of the Bright Weather Podcast. This is episode 34, and it's been really like months since I uh, provided another episode, and then months since I have provided my previous episode before that. So, sorry that I've been MIA. I've been just kind of focusing on my mental health, which um, has been great. I feel really good and definitely do not regret stopping like the creative side uh, to focus on on my mental. Um, definitely recommend you guys to do the same. Uh, but <clears throat> I'm really excited to go uh, over you know Austin FC again because I haven't really made a, a legitimate episode since the beginning of the season. <clears throat> and... Um, I, I could have easily, um, I could have easily been collecting receipts because ever since Austin FC launched, I've been preaching, uh, for Josh Wolf and, uh, Josh Wolf tended to get tons of hate, uh, on social media, uh, in, in the begin well, in our first season, uh, last season and, I feel like a lot of that was misconstrued and totally in like fantasy land. Uh, and I could have easily, I could have easily been collecting checks easily. And I was on social media, but I quit social media as well because it's, it's also for my mental health. So I haven't really seen anything on social media for the past like three and a half months, four months. Um, and I don't know what the, what the chatter is, but I, I can guarantee you it's all nice and positive, right? About Austin FC, about Josh Wolf. When that's, it's easy again to to do that now, <clears throat> and that's that's was like frustrating for me. But he was doing already good in the first season. You guys, a lot of people just weren't uh, aware of that, and. In this episode, guys, I want to talk about the credit that Josh Wolf deserves. Um, I'm going to talk about the credit that the club deserves. I'll talk about Cecilio Dominguez. I'm going to get into Cecilio Dominguez, which is a controversial topic. But again, I, I don't see any chatter on any sort of like news about Cecilio Dominguez, which is frustrating for me. Um, and I am going to call out the club on some like double standards and shameful behavior because the club claims and wants to, um, I'll, I'll get into this. Make sure you keep listening because I am going to get into the Cecilio Dominguez topic. Um, we'll go over the new signings, Washington Corozo from Ecuador. We'll go, we'll go over Emiliano Rigoni from Argentina. And, um, and then I'm going to also talk about how Austin FC does not get the respect that we deserve from our own like country from MLS uh, from the podcast from the news sites nobody talks about Austin FC and I'm going to show you that there's a straight up bias against Austin FC so first and foremost guys um, Wolf let's talk about Josh Wolf I want to Praise needs to go to Josh Wolf, and it needs to be said enough because it doesn't get talked about enough. Um, I'm making up for the lack of respect that Josh Wolf deserves. Um, we have to give respect to Josh Wolf because he trusted his system. 
You know, like we, a lot of people could have been wanting him to change his his system, his tactics, and he hasn't really done that. He's he's kind of stuck to his guns, and we have to admire that. Like that's, it's, it's awesome when a coach trusts his 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 philosophy and um, you know continues going on with the philosophy even after like really negative results from the previous season. Um, we also talk about we also have to talk about how Josh Wolf has benched key players, especially in the beginning, well, especially in our inaugural season. Um, he really had a lot of, you know, huevos, cojones, to bench Cecilio Dominguez, to bench Tomas Pochettino, two DP signings. Uh, it's not easy, guys. It's not easy when you get a DP player and they don't perform and you are stuck between do I keep playing the guy if he's not doing what I'm asking him to do or do I bench him and then face potential repercussions with the locker room because they might, you know, throw in the towel and get me fired. You know, like that's that's pretty much how it goes. Uh, so <coughs> benching key players, Josh Wolf deserves a lot of credit. Also making the players like players accountable. So many times throughout the season, he called out players in, in press conferences, especially like sometimes Danny Pereira, who I love Danny Pereira. I love Danny Pereira. But he, like for example, in this season, he's been making silly mistakes, getting yellow cards, getting red carded, stuff that he kind of needs to learn. And Josh Wolf does not hesitate to bench people to kind of give him a give him a little nudge or, or let him know that if you, if, if you want to play – you have to behave and and don't make silly mistakes. Um, so that takes a lot of guts, guys. That takes a lot of guts. Also, he learned from his silly substitutions. I can I can agree with you guys that Josh Wolf tended to make really early substitutions um, that may not have been the best substitutions of the time. So. It's it's important to recognize when somebody makes a mistake and uh, when they fix those mistakes. And Josh Wolf, definitely like looking at this season, he doesn't make those silly mistakes anymore. Um, and another thing is having the guts to get rid of your bad apples. Getting rid of your bad apples is 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 critical because if somebody's not doing what you're asking them to do. And you have clear instructions of what they should be doing. They they need to have repercussions. And if if somebody doesn't fit your plans, they gotta go. Because it's not about the coach. It's not about the players. It's about the team. It's about the club. It's about the success of the club, short and long term. And that means getting rid of players that don't fit the the plan to be successful. Such as Tomas Pochettino. I know I'm the biggest Pochettino hater, you know, since last season. But it, it doesn't get talked about enough how important it was for him to get rid of Tomas Pochettino. And I don't think people give him the credit of getting rid of Tomas Pochettino. Because it's so critical to know, okay, I got the wrong guy. Even if I'm making a loss here. I have to get rid of him. 
you have to make the decision and get rid of them, start over. And Tomas Pochettino was not the guy. He was not the guy. He's not going to be the guy. He's not going to come back to Austin FC. Trust me, he just was not the right player for us. And that takes guts. So I commend Josh Wolf for that. And I have to say it because I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough of how important it was for him to make that decision. And clearly, it's been the right decision. And I'm going to get into our success this season towards the end and show you the bias against Austin FC. And this is part of it. Like us, us making this right decision doesn't get talked about enough. Us getting a DP signing, get, getting rid of that DP signing and then becoming better doesn't get talked about enough. Um, which takes me into uh, the club also deserves credit. The club deserves credit for the following reasons. They also trusted the system. Because they have a long-term plan with Josh Wolf of how they want to play, what year one, year two, year three looks like, and where they're going to be at each year and in, engaging in, in how the progress is going. Clearly, year number one was going to be tough, and it certainly was. Year number two, I think we're far exceeding expectations, and that goes to the, to the great work that the club has done uh, behind doors. The fact that they're trusting Josh Wolf after the negative results, the fact that uh, they're working together to getting rid of those key players like Tomas Pochettino, um, the fact that they're keeping faith uh, in the system overall in the long term process, they're keeping that long term process in mind, and they're they're not panicking. So many times you see a club announce a new coach, they have a bad season or a bad run of results. And they get rid of them and they start over. Guys, that is most of the time that's not the right way to succeed. And I think that this ownership group knows that. Precourt knows that. Uh, Claudio Reina knows that. And I admire them for just sticking to their guns and sticking with Josh Wolf. Another thing that uh, doesn't get talked about enough is how the club allowed Josh Wolf to make those tough calls. You have to back the coach, guys. You have to back the coach because not backing the coach takes the credibility away from the coach. So for example, you know, if somebody's not performing and uh the coach wants to make a decision but then the club vetoes that decision, clearly the coach is left without credibility. And that chips away at trust, that chips away at, you know, um, at how you view your, your leadership. So th the fact that they stuck with Josh Wolf whenever he benched Cecilio Dominguez, he benched Tomas Pochettino, um, I think that that deserves a lot of credit because uh, it's not easy. It's not easy uh, on making those calls. Um, and the other thing that the club deserves credit as well is uh, giving Josh Wolf a lot more competition in in key areas, especially in attack. Um, we needed more depth. We needed competition, guys. Competition is the key to success. If you if you don't have competition, most likely you're going to get comfortable and you're not going to perform to the best of your ability. Most likely. Whenever you have somebody behind you pushing to be where you're at, 
you're going to push yourself harder. And both people pushing themselves harder, two or three people, they're going to make the team better. Overall, you're looking at the team. That is the most important part. That's the most critical aspect of a club is the team. And giving Wolf more competition makes the team better. You know, so I know that we all want flashy signings and whatnot. And, and, and to a certain extent, like I, I want them to make a bigger statement in the transfer market, but I understand their, their transfer policy. They're not going for flashy. They're going for more low key, but high performers, um, people who could, um, kill it in the league without being too flashy. Um, so, you know, the club giving Wolf more competition, I think ultimately deserves a lot of credit. Um, especially because this is only our year two of, of the existence of the club. You know, I, I understand that they're not going to make super big signings, but it, it is still important that, that they are making signings that, that they are active in the transfer market and Austin FC, you know, has been, uh, active. So credit where credit is due. And speaking of uh, transfers, of, of making moves in the market. So we all know what happened to Cecilio Dominguez. Um, Cecilio Dominguez was, uh, well, Cecilio Dominguez and Austin FC mutually terminated, you know, the contract. And the topic with Cecilio Dominguez, guys, is I have a bone to pick with Austin FC. Let me first start off by reminding you guys or if you maybe this is the first time that you hear this podcast i was never a fan of cecilio dominguez ever since he was announced as our dp player you can go back to that episode of the bright the podcast and see that i was skeptical of his of his signing one i wasn't aware of his sexual misconduct allegations in the past that's that's one. I was simply focusing on his um, performance as a as a soccer player. But obviously, this happened where his uh, ex girlfriend or ex spouse or ex partner, uh, well, I I think the allegation was that um, he was uh, abusing her, and. There was an investigation by MLS um, about it. Austin FC was also involved. I believe police also got involved. The allegations uh, kind of ended there after that. He, uh, Cecilio Dominguez was out of all club activity for... Um, Cecilio Dominguez was out of all club activity for two months, I believe. Uh, didn't do anything with the club. He trained on his own. I think he was in Paraguay for a while. But everything was hush-hush. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Um, and then all of a sudden, hey, you know, we mutually terminated the contract. Um, Cecilio Dominguez is no longer part of the club. And now we're getting a few other players. And if this is the part that pisses me off, and I honestly don't really care how you interpret what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just going to say what really bothers me. And, and what bothers me is 
of course, if if somebody is a bad person, um, and 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 your club values indicate that you do not want those people there, by all means, get rid of them and follow your values. But if you're if you're a club and you're making a tr- uh, a decision on signing somebody, I I. I Honestly, hope that you make your due diligence and do a background check on this person. Look at how they are as a person. And if you knew that he had those allegations in the past, Austin FC already messed up. They already messed up, and nobody has come out to talk about this. That that already happened. Let's pretend like they didn't know. That's also them not doing their job. But let's pretend, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They didn't know that Cecilio Dominguez had those allegations in the past but it it happened let's say for the first time here um and you go from doing an investigation you go from banning him from uh performing in any sort of club activity to working with mls reinstating him to mls to the club being able to come back to Austin FC to then backing out out of fear of backlash from the fans, from the press, from whoever, from the mob. And you terminate his contract based on that. That to me is where Austin FC has double standards. Double standards that... I don't see them owning up to. I want to see Austin FC come out and say why they're terminating his contract. Is it because of those sexual misconduct or those abuse allegations? If so, make your claim and and follow your values. And that's why. But don't don't be all shady about it. Like we don't deserve that, right? Like the fans don't deserve that. That's where, like, n- nobody talks about this. And it's frustrating for me because it, it's, so, it's so shady and it's so coward. It's like if you're, go- if, if you're going to get rid of somebody because of what they did in the past or what they've just done and you don't agree with what they've just done, then say it. Come out and say it. Come out and say it. W- why are you afraid? Come out and say it. There's nothing about look. I'll, I'll I'll show you. There's absolutely nothing about this conversation happening. Cecilio, I'm gonna share my screen here and, and show you guys. If if you're not um if you're not watching the video, that's okay. I'm still gonna read over this. Cecilio Dominguez, um, Austin FC. Just watch what I'm, just watch what I'm doing right here. Uh, Cecilio Dominguez. Mutually agree to terminate contract. L- look at how long this this press release is. I mean, come on, dude. L- look at this picture. You really couldn't have picked a more ger- generic picture for this super important press release. Austin FC announced today that the club and midfielder Cecilio Dominguez have mutually agreed to terminate uh, Major League Soccer contract effective July 23rd. Blah, blah, blah. They didn't even talk about his goals, his assists. He just made these appearances, and that's it. Boom. Look at that. Look at ESPN. Let's look at ESPN, guys. 
blah, 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 has not played since March 20th. They terminated his contract effective Saturday. The league suspended him on April 8th pending an investigation into a report of domestic incident with his partner. He was reinstated on May 4th. Again, Austin FC deemed it necessary to re to reinstate him, right, after their investigation. Dominguez, uh, blah, blah, blah. His exit opens up a designated DP spot and sits second in the Western Conference, which, again, I'm going to talk about uh, Emiliano Rigoni in a second. Um, but, yeah, no talks about his, his misconduct of or, or Austin FC, like, why he was terminated. They're just alluding to that. Um you know, like it's it's th there's n nothing here, guys. Nothing here. It's just oh, he's gone. He's gone now. Where is the club value, right? If if Austin FC, um, if Austin FC really cared about uh, these these beliefs and values of um, of domestic abuse and all this, why not talk about it? Again, I'm all. I agree. I agree that he sh his contract should be terminated. His contract should be terminated. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm arguing the way that it's done is, is not done right. And it doesn't sit right with me at all. I'm conflicted on it. And I you should be as well. You should be conflicted on this. You know, like, it's, it's, it's just weird, man. It's such a weird... Such a weird uh, situation, and I just—it's to me—it's unreal that just, like nobody talked about it. Is is you can't find anywhere of Austin FC admitting to anything. It's the the club here needs to own up, and and if anyone from the club is ever listening to this, if you really care about doing the right thing, then then speak up, S speak up for for domestic abuse, and own up to it. But don't don't be all shady. Um, that just doesn't look right. And I honestly like it doesn't sit right with me that the club is doing that uh, personally. Um, and ultimately, I'm I'm glad to see Lil Dominguez is gone. Um, I wanted him gone since last season. Whatever it takes to get him out, whether it's domestic abuse, I'm glad he's gone. Um, he's he was not the right player for us. Excuse me, he was. He was flopping all over the place. He he wasn't, he just wasn't good enough. Um, his numbers uh, indicated that. And uh, I mean, when you compare Cecilio to to Sebastian Driussi, I mean, Jesus Christ, guys, it's not even it's not even a comparison. It's not even a competition. It's Driussi is on a different level, absolute different level. Uh, I'm going to get into the UC when I talk about how Austin FC doesn't get talked about enough and how we are disrespected uh, in the league. Uh, and the is part of that conversation. But uh, with Cecilio Dominguez being out of the club, we have uh, we made two signings. Uh, Washington Corozo, Ecuadorian player, um, and Emiliano Rigoni. So I I'm going to go over uh, Corozo first. Corozo was signed uh, on loan for six months. He was 23 when the signing was made. Now he's 24. Um, <clears throat> he's a left winger by trade. And uh, there is a transfer option included, which is good. You know, if, if he performs, Austin FC will have a chance to to, to permanently sign uh, Corozo. Um, he was on loan at Pumas la uh, last season. He scored uh, eight goals for Pumas. Uh, and he also played uh, in the U17 and U20 
for the Ecuadorian national team as well as he has one cap for the national team, uh, the senior national team for Ecuador. Um, and his market value, which is I, I, I always love uh, looking at the market values. His market value is at 880000 um, which is good. I, I think, you know, it's it's pretty decent for somebody his age and the potential uh, that he could have. And Corozo, he came on as a substitute, I believe, against, uh, who was it? Um, who was it? Who was it? He came on as a substitute. I forgot who it was, but he performed pretty well. Um, and... I've seen his his, I had not no idea of who he was uh, prior to joining Austin FC, so I, I I obviously like looked him up on YouTube what he did for Pumas and he looks pretty good. He's a he's a he looks like a good player. Um, he looks like he can shoot some power. Uh, he's quick, uh, and uh, hopefully he does good for us. Um, I do have high hopes for Corozo. He just got injured. I think he had like a minor hip injury, uh, but I hope he comes back. Um, and is ready against LAFC because we're going to need all the help we can get against LAFC. We have to beat those guys. Um, but that's Corozo, who is a potential. You know, he, he's on loan, so there's obviously some, some you know, kind of like, uh, you know, they're not so sure about Corozo, uh, which is understandable. And then for Emiliano Rigoni, which is the next one, uh, this one I'm super excited about, actually. Emiliano Rigoni, 29-year-old Argentinian, uh, potentially play. Um, I mean, uh, plays as a right winger by trade. Could play as a left winger. Could play as a second striker, but most of his time is, a, is as a right winger. He's a DP player, signed officially, um, fully for uh, until the, the end of the 2024 season. So two-year contract there, and his contract was worth. $4 million. $4 million to Sao Paulo for uh, Emiliano Rigoni. That contract can get extended up to two, uh, 2025 and 2026, so a potential two-year added on to that. So let's see how he performs. Uh, but, but look at his CV, guys. Three-time Russian champion, Russian Super Cup champion, Russian Cup champion, Copa Sudamerica champion. I mean... This is a this is a winner, and we need all the winners here. All the winning mentality that we can get, we need it at the club. Um, and he just seems like he fits really well. You know, he's not flashy, but he has a lot of experience. He's played in a, a lot of different leagues. Let's see, he's played in. Um, Rigoni has played in. I mean, look at this man. He's played in Argentina. He's played in Russia. In Italy. Uh, in Spain, in Brazil, and now in MLS, you know. This is a guy who's well-traveled. He has a, a lot of experience, a lot of winning mentality, and he knows Driussi, which is important. You know, he's linking up with our best player, and, I mean, just think about Rigoni on the right-hand side, Driussi as an attacking mid, uh, Fago on the left, Urruti up top. I mean, this is an improvement over Ethan Finley, of course. Um and we, we, I mean, with Rigoni, we have a, I think, a stacked attack. A stacked attack when you look at also our options with Corozo being a sub for Diego Fagundes on the left-hand side. 
You have also uh, Ethan Finley and Alwyn Wolf being uh, replacements for Vigani on the right-hand side. Urruti's up top with Jite and Husin, uh providing him with, um, you know, like potential minutes as well, like off Urruti. Uh, so a lot of competition. And, and that's ho- what I was saying earlier with the h- how the club deserves a lot of credit is all this competition that that is being provided to Josh Wolf. This team is looking a lot better, guys. A lot, a lot better. And uh, hopefully Rigoni is going to at least be present for the LAFC game, I hope. But if not, then I, I do hope that um, he's in the States and he gets to training and plays the game after LAFC because we need all we can get in this final stretch of the season, especially we're not going to uh, uh, qualify for playoffs. I mean, that's obvious. And we're going to need all the help in, in the playoffs. You know, like having these players in the playoffs could be so clutch because they could offer something different that clubs that maybe have played against us will have no idea how to prepare for for both Rigoni and Corosso. So exciting times for Austin FC in the transfer market. Um, and the club deserves credit there. Let's move over to... Um, the disrespect that Austin FC gets because it's unreal that Austin FC doesn't get talked about enough. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to go through these websites and show you that nobody talks about us. So if you guys have any like apps downloaded, like one football ESPN, um, one football ESPN, MLSsoccer.com, and also I get my news from like uh, Google News um, about Austin FC and MLS. You will see that like nobody really brings up Austin FC and how good we're doing. So let me show you real quick here. Um, for those who are not watching, that's okay. I'll still go over this stuff. So let's let's look at um, let's look at MLS, which is a source of truth. This is our. This is our website. This is where we could see, okay, who is getting talked about the most, who has the most chatter. Uh, as you can see, like I'll, I'll show you. First first page, it's, you'll see like Cincinnati, you'll see Toronto, uh, you'll see Nashville, Portland, um, Seattle, LA Galaxy, DC United, Philadelphia Union, LAFC. I haven't mentioned Austin FC at all. You see uh, Toronto, you see uh, here Insignia, of course, Pozuelo for uh, Inter-Miami. Until you get to, oh, look at this, league leaders. So I'll actually go a little more in-depth here. But this portion here for league leaders, I'm going to go into stats. And I'm going to show you league leaders. And then let's do all club stat leaders. So let's first look at the leaders uh, via this club here. Uh, I mean, via clubs. So as you can see, right off the bat, regular season leaders for goals, we have both Austin FC and LAFC tied for goals. Now, I don't know about you guys, but whenever you're listing things, typically the if there is a tie or 
you know, something like that, I would tend to see the first letter kind of show up first of the name. For example, Austin versus LAFC. Austin being starting with an A, you would expect that to show here. But of course, they put LAFC here first as the, the kind of like the club and, and the icon. It shows you LAFC, even though Austin FC and LAFC are tied with 55 goals. So we are tied with the most goals in the entire season with the super powerful LAFC. Goals inside the 18-yard box, we are also tied with LAFC with 48 goals. But again, they show LAFC. When you look at assists, we are number one in assists. So definitely a lot more open play goals. Uh with 57 assists for Austin FC. Uh, for expected assists, we are third uh, behind New York City and LA. And I'll just mention some other teams that are here uh, listed as well. So for goals and assists. Goals and assists are obviously some of the most important stats as they win you championships, right? Let's see what teams are mentioned here or, or who are the best in the league so far. We have LAFC, Austin, Philadelphia, New York, Montreal, Philadelphia, um, and uh, Cincinnati's up here with assists as well. Atlanta, LA, New York, you know, big teams, uh, especially very popular teams like LAFC, NYCFC. Uh, the Union is a really good team. And, uh, of course, like, Atlanta is obviously super popular. But we're among, like, really high-level teams, you know, high-level franchises. Yet, when you look at, like, news, we're not even – we're not there. Like, I'm just kind of scrolling through through MLS and nothing about Austin. Nothing. Nothing. I'm, I'm scrolling through the page. There's not a single topic mentioning Austin. Now, let's look at stats again, and let's look at players. This is where I want to talk about Sebastián Driussi and show you the bias against us, guys. Let's look at goals. Driussi is the highest scorer in the league. 18 goals with uh, Mukhtar from Nashville, 16, so two goals behind. Uh, Jesus Ferreira with 15, three goals behind. And Brian Vasquez, Cincinnati with 15, with three goals behind. So we are two, two uh, Driussi is two goals clear of Mukhtar for highest score. Let's look at uh, assists. Luciana Costa has 14. Uh, Hill has 13 with New England. Espinosa 11 with San Jose. And Rodriguez with uh, NYCFC. So Diego Fagundes is just barely not making it into this assist uh, uh, leaders. But ultimately, like, when you look at Driussi, and if you look at Driussi, he has also the highest uh, goals and assists combined. Um, so let me show you here. For attack, if you look at his uh, goal contribution, so he has... Um, 18 goals scored, and how many assists does he has? 
Uh, God damn it, I can't remember. Why does it not show you here? Uh, defense. Attack. Let's see here. Uh, QC. Goals and assists. So you look at Driussi. Footy stats. Driussi has uh, 18 goals and 5 assists. So a total of 23, uh, 23 goals and assists. That's the highest in MLS. The guy's clearly MVP. Clearly MVP. Now let's look at the MLS All-Star game. Let's take a look at this. So, okay. Okay. So, he's he's right here. Driussi being number one. Okay. I give him credit for that. I do give him credit for showing up. They have a little sticker here, and he's showing smack in the middle uh, for, for MLS All-Star. And let's see if they give him enough credit here. The first MLS All-Star selection, Austin FC history. Sebastian Driussi earned his place. In the squad, following a stellar first half of the season, where he recorded 11 goals, good for the second most in MLS, and four assists. So he gets a little bit of credit here, but um, ultimately, like that, there is no, there's nothing, guys, on Austin FC. Nothing on the MLS site. It's it's ridiculous. Um, you know, like it's. With especially with like Andrew Weeby and like the the extra time podcast and everything like that, like y you can clearly see that there's a bias against us uh, overall in the league. They don't give us enough respect. They don't give us enough respect, um, and that's sad. It's sad. Um, and like for example, the fact that we went from bottom, second to bottom of the West to now second in the West as well as third in the Supporters Shield uh, hunt. So we're third overall in the league. Third overall, just below LAFC and Philadelphia Union. Two of the best teams in the league for years now. The fact that we've gone from such a bottom to such a high is unprecedented and does not get enough credit, in my opinion. Um, we have playoffs almost secured. That's that's no question about that. We also have di uh, a DP for the majority of the season. Cecilio Dominguez, I think, played like two or three games or three or four games early on in the season, and that was it. Now, I didn't think he was good enough, of course, but that's one less man that you have in your squad. And he is a DP player. So if those who think that Cecilio Dominguez is good, even even more to consider Austin FC fighting against the current. Um, like, when you combine all of that, we've had a remarkable season. Remarkable. And doesn't get talked about. Doesn't get talked about enough. Um, you know, like, in, in, a, in a season where you have Atlanta as 24th, in the league overall. Where you have DC as the worst team in the league. 
with Wayne Rooney, uh, by the way, where you have Toronto 22nd overall in the league. 22nd, Bob Bradley being the head coach. Seattle being 18, potentially missing playoffs for the first time ever in their, in their franchise history. Miami being 11th place in the league overall. Inter-Miami that gets talked about so much. Seattle that gets talked about so much. Toronto is all over the news. Atlanta's all over the news. Even D.C. with being bottom of the overall in the East and overall is, is in the news all the time. And Austin FC is not in the news. Nobody talks about us. Nobody talks about Diego Fagundes. Nobody talks about Driussi. Nobody talks about Gabrielsen. Nobody talks about Stuver. Nobody talks about how uh, uh, Danny Pereira is, is incredible. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about young Owen Wolf. Owen Wolf has been playing incredibly well. A lot of credit to Josh Wolf for playing his son. There's a lot of nepotism talk, of course. It is nepotism. I mean, let's be real. But nepotism happens everywhere. And you kind of have to like be really sure of what you're doing when you're doing that type of stuff. Because if that doesn't work, I mean, you're going to get dragged to the bottom, you know, for, for playing your son. Especially if he's not good enough. And Owen Wolf is good enough. I mean, this guy has a lot of talent. If you, I, I love that he uh, is playing so much for us. Because sometimes he is even better than Finley on the right-hand side. Sometimes he plays through the middle. You know, like, this is a, a, a player that has a lot of versatility and is very talented, very skillful. He He's up there, I think, in terms of talent uh, and, and skill, uh, especially, like, from what I've seen this season. This kid no has a lot of technique, and I hope I hope he stays with us longer. Uh, even, like, regardless of what happens with Josh Wolf. I hope that Owen Wolf remains in the team because I, I do see him being an integral part of the club uh, and see a lot of future with him. I could I could totally see him uh, playing on the right hand side or playing as a as a center mid, um, you know, like along along Danny Pereira and uh, Ring. So I I love Owen Wolf and um, yeah, like s stuff like that. Like it doesn't get talked about enough. It doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, but, you know, I hope I hope you guys uh, enjoyed enjoyed the episode. And um, I, I don't have any social media. So really, if you could subscribe and leave a comment on YouTube, that's how I'm going to I'm going to know. And I'll be more than happy to, you know, get in a conversation with you on on YouTube comments. Um, subscribe to the channel, guys. Uh, follow on 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 the podcast platforms. I appreciate the support. I'll be providing more episodes. I promise uh, I'm moving forward. Um, I'm in a much better place right now than what I was uh, a few months ago. So uh, thanks for all those who stuck with me and um, yeah, I hope you have a great, great weekend and you know, I hope Austin FC uh, wins every game possible and we reach the playoffs and hopefully get some trophies. So I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.